that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast Podcast as I'm talking out my ask with Crescent City sports guy Ken Trahan about this new bill the Louisiana legislature has passed that allows student-athletes to uh, profit from their images. Uh, he's in favor of it. I'm in favor of it. Let's hear the arguments here and see if you're in favor of it. Ken Trahan on the Spudcast right after this. Getting older and feeling your age? Low energy, no motivation, putting on the pounds? Maybe age isn't the culprit. Maybe the sad truth is you have low testosterone. Well, don't sit around and mope. Go to the Mope Clinic at the Men's Optimal Performance Enhancement Clinic. Chris Rue will do more than just fling a blue pill at you. With proper testing, diagnosis, and testosterone replacement therapy, you'll be on your way to becoming your old self again, or better yet, your new self again. Go to mopeclinic.com, M-O-P-E clinic.com, or call 504-322-3888 to start your journey to a better, stronger, healthier you. Bud here, do your breakers keep breaking? Do you see a spark when you plug in your hairdryer? If you do, I want you to remember one thing. 947-3392. That's Eugene Lawrence's number at E1 Electric. Let's face it, you don't know nothing about electricity, but Eugene does. A licensed and insured electrical contractor, over 25 years experience, him and his crew can do anything for you, from hanging a ceiling fan to rewiring an apartment complex. So before you hear this, you better hear this. Thanks for calling E1 Electric. How can we help you? E1 Electric, 504-947-3392. Well, it finally looks like we're going to be spared the COVID lockdown this summer. Of course, there's other medical needs besides a big cootie, sprains, breaks, stitches, pink eye, bug bites, sunburn. Some of these can be diagnosed and treated over the phone with telemed. But whatever your malady, Rapid Urgent Care is open 365, even on holidays, ready to treat you quickly and professionally. Whether you're on the North Shore or the South Shore, summertime bobos don't stand a chance at Rapid Urgent Care. Just go to rapidurgentcare.com for the address and number of the clinic nearest you. And I'm calling, I'm talking to my go-to guy here uh, anytime there's anything sports-affiliated because uh, I like to watch it but basically know nothing about it. So I always turn to my man, Ken Trahan, who seems to have his finger on all the pulses across the board. What's up? Good morning, Mr. Kenny. How are you? Hey, Spud. Doing fine. Nice to be with you as always. Yes, yes it is. I always enjoy talking to you because, again, I, I always learn something talking to you because I don't know doodly squat about sports. I mean, I, I, I can explain the workings of football and baseball to people who know less than me, but that's about it. Um, just uh, just touching back, I know people know who you are, but how long have you been actually following sport? And I know you go across the board. I mean, I, I, I know you started, I don't know about peewee football, but I know you do uh, high school, college, pros, the whole shebang. How, how long have you been doing this? Since 1978. How's that? Damn, bro, I didn't think you was even that old. <laughs> well, I was two or three then, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it is, 1978. <laughs> yeah. Yep, started started when I was uh, uh, in college, very young in college, I might add, and did an internship at a radio station, and the radio station was kind enough after the internship. They liked me enough that they offered me a job. I took it, and I've not been out of the business ever since, and it's been more luck than being good, and you got to be lucky and good, and for the most part, I've been lucky, and I'm very fortunate to be in the position I'm in. So, yep, it's been a long time, and it's been a lot of fun. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm with you on that one because the bottom line is you 
it's almost like you got to be you got to be lucky to get the gig. It's it's and they say that's not uh, what you know, but who you know. That's true to a certain degree. Luck is true to a certain degree. But if you ain't good, you can't keep the gig. And considering you've been doing this since '78, I would say you're pretty good. So there you go. Well, I appreciate that. That's very kind of you, and I'd like to think that's the case without being egotistical. But it's nice to hear when somebody tells you that, especially someone of your stature. Well, my stature is I need to lose weight. So <laughs> <laughs> you're not <I> both, buddy. <laughs> Well, I called you up because uh, I've had, I've, I've had, I don't really, never think I actually discussed this on the air before, I, but I've always had a, 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 a thought about it. Um, when I was in college, undergrad and grad school, uh, I did theater. I did a lot of plays. And my name, you know, I, I, I developed a reputation and people came to see plays just because I was in them, which is yep. what this is in a professional world. I did not receive compensation per se, uh, except when I got to grad school. Because, uh, number one, I was able to get into grad school and study acting and theater at LSU. But they also gave me an assistantship. So I, you know, basically got paid to teach and go to school. So I guess, in a sense, I got compensated. But these athletes that over there busting their humps since they were little kids trying to make it up there. And look, my son played football in high school. He went to this thing at the Saints training camp. And uh, his knees were already shot by the time he got there. And he would get on the line and do certain things, and then somebody would tap him, and, and somebody else would go in there. And he kind of felt like, you know, I mean, I wasn't allowed to do my best. And I said, you know what, Jack boy, my good friend, you're going to go to college. Some of these kids, the only shot they have at going to college is with sports. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and God bless them if they can get in there. And then, you know, you hear people boudin about, well, they're getting a free education. But somebody else is making a buck off of them. And so the legislature has just passed this law um, that basically says, okay, a, a, uh, I'll read the headline because I got this off channel four. Louisiana lawmakers approved bill to allow college students to cash in on their image. Um, Let's, let's start with the basics on all this kind of stuff. Is, is this going to corrupt football or is football already corrupted? Well, I think it's big business to start with, right? Yes. That's not that's not debatable. And there is a bunch of money made off of athletics, in particular football. Unless you would be a prime example when there's no pandemic and you can put ninety to one hundred thousand people in the stands yeah. on a Saturday. So that's already transpiring. And there's two different ways to look at this, and there's two totally different dynamics that people have to disseminate uh, the difference between. Number one, uh, this bill is all about allowing college athletes to cash in on use of their names, images, or likenesses. This isn't about the universities being asked to pay the athletes, which is another thing altogether, because that has been brought up on many occasions as well. Mm -hmm. And I say that to say this. There are two different things. And I fall on two sides of the issue, on the issue of what the legislature just passed in both the Senate and the House. I'm fully supportive of it. Student athletes should be allowed to cash in on their images. I mean, look, LSU won a national championship in football, went 15 and 0. Joe Burrow's jersey uh, was as as popular as anything in the state, if not more popular than Drew Brees or anything else mm-hmm. at the time, because of the rabid fan base LSU has, in particular when it wins statewide and beyond. And Joe Burrow never got a cent from that. That's what this is all about. Joe Burrow could, under this particular bill, profit off of jersey sales. And I'm all for that. 
I'm not for schools compensating student-athletes. They already do that through scholarships, right? It's called a free education. Yeah, putting them up, things like that. I mean, through, yeah. through housing, through food. So I think it's two different issues altogether. And look, I respect people that have different opinions on either side of this, and I've had this debate on my shows over the course of many years. But as far as what was passed in the legislature, yeah, I'm totally supportive of that. The Senate voted 35 to nothing on Tuesday. The House voted 88 to 7 on Monday. So it was overwhelming in the support for this particular bill to let the athletes cash in on the use of their names. But now the bill is also laid out because the uh, – what's that – what was the person? They're from Crowley. I can't think of the person's name, mm-hmm. the, the rep. But uh, they were saying how this bill is strictly designed for that, you know, to cash in on their images. But it's right. also, you know, it has to it has to receive the approval of the NCAA. And right. frankly, I, you know, some of the stuff you read about the NCAA, they could use they could stand a, a little inspector general uh, investigation too. Will, hmm, will if the NCAA comes along and decides that student athletes can't do this, does this bill just go away? I mean, the will of the people of the state of Louisiana through their legally represented government don't matter when it comes to the NCAA? Well, I think it's a tail wagging the dog situation. The NCAA has been a little bit behind on several things over the years. That's not to totally criticize the organization, but I think that the people that govern the NCAA are not stupid people. 15 other states aside from Louisiana have already passed this legislation. The train is rolling down the tracks and it's going to keep rolling. And if the NCAA gets in the way, I think the train's going to run over it. And there's no absolutes with regard to college athletics being under the governorship of the NCAA. My point is this, if you're going to be adversarial toward what schools, toward what states, and toward what student athletes want, you very well could have insurrection and maybe a new organization starts eventually. So my point is this, I think the NCAA will certainly line up behind this, in particular since it doesn't involve the schools having to compensate the student athletes, just that the student athletes can profit off of their names. How will the student athletes go about doing that? How much will that be? Okay, let me rephrase this question. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned in this that this once this is passed and it starts happening, who is going to step in to go cut deals with these student yeah. athletes and what kind of cut are they going to, I mean, it's going to be one of these sure. 70, 30, like the, the athlete gets 30% and the, the guy stepping in gets, and can the student athlete go cut a deal with anybody and, and go print me up a bunch of LSU jerseys. We'll pay the logo fee. And, uh, and then you and I'll split it. How, how do you think somebody would go about doing this to keep it as much as they can on the up and up? Well, like everything in life, the devil's in the details, right? Mm. We don't know what the details would be, how it would look, how it would smell, how it would feel, and more importantly, how it would actually unfold in practice. Many times things sound great in theory, and then in practice they don't work. So I don't know the answer to that question. I'm not smart enough to understand how that might look or might work. I mean, certainly I would have ideas like a lot of people would. It's just the basic premise that they passed that they would be able to profit. Nothing was detailed in terms of how the bill by uh, Representative John Stefanski of Crowley. That's what uh, it is. Stefanski. Would act. I couldn't think so, of Yeah, so we just have to wait and see uh, what that would look like because, again, uh, it's a situation that is it's virgin territory. I haven't been here before. So I don't think anybody knows exactly what it would look like. 
mean, look, when stores sell these jerseys, it's a percentage deal to start with because they had to buy uh, those jerseys and have them produced in the first place. Yeah. And then have the, the ability and the right to, and the permission to be able to do so with the image of that particular school. So there's that to begin with. There's always a percentage of something. So I would imagine that would be the case here. I'm just not sure exactly how it would look. Yeah, it seems to me if I were a lawyer, and I'm not, but I know a lot of sports lawyers, and I would bet you a dollar they're trying to put some kind of deal together now since the state's going to let them do this. But the question is, and i got to step away, but when we come back, yeah. we'll pick it up right here. But the question, I think, right off the bat is, yeah, how is this going to happen? And the something that just came into my head just now, which there's a lot of empty space in there, if if a student athlete decides that they want to they want to do their image and their name make money and sell t-shirts or something like that do they have to include the school i mean we all know joe burrow went to lsu if joe burrow was able to just sell t-shirts that said joe burrow and 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 do the geaux which lsu does not own you know so i mean that would be an interesting thing too yeah i'm going to sell my image but i'm not going to include lsu on it so i don't know but we'll come back with that Jen, uh, ken trahan Crescent City Sports is my guest. We're uh, on a Spudcast talking about my ask about student-athletes making a buck. Back with more right after this. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French vanilla or king cake or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Uh-oh, that doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222, and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Hey, guess what? The pandemic's finally winding down. Looks like you might get to go on a little vacay, but where are you going to go? I got an idea. Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured fishing guide at lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. And we're back. We're talking with Kent Trahan, CrescentCitySports.com, which you can find out all kinds of sports stuff, everything from high school through the pros. And is there any particular sport you don't cover, you know, like hockey maybe since we don't have it here or what? what? Well, we once had a hockey team, of course, in New Orleans Brass, and I covered that. But, yes, we don't have a hockey team. So, nope, don't cover that basically. And, of course, there are you know a couple of others that we don't really have here. That wouldn't be the case. But because we cover high school sports so extensively, it, it kind of crosses the entire spectrum of, of sports. So we, we pretty much hit on everything. But you're right. Hockey's the one thing we don't have here. So we really don't cover that. Yeah. So lawn darts and uh, lawn bowling and uh, darts in the <laughs> yeah. bar rooms and pool and things like that. We've, we've, we've missed on those. Oh, I must admit. Man. Well, you know, maybe you can expand your staff a little bit and go into after those. 
I can see it, man. Who's the next Minnesota Fats? It's that guy over yep. here. Well, he's too skinny. Tell him to eat a po' boy. So let's... find me a sponsor. I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brunswick. Um, let's see. So we're talking about student athletes, and yeah. and before the break, there I was asking, uh, what do you think? Can if this if this stuff passes and the student athletes decide to do this, who would hook up with them to do it? And do they necessarily have to? Um, if they use the logo of the college they go to, then they're going to have to pay a, a fee just like anybody else. Or maybe they can negotiate a deal because LSU, let's say with Joe Burrow, LSU is already going to make money off Joe Burrow's image. So would the deal be, you know, Joe Burrow should get a piece of the pie. And I'm using him as an example, of course. But mm-hmm. should he get a piece of LSU's pie every time his name is mentioned? Can Joe Burrow... Uh, go out and sell T-shirts on his own without LSU's logo because LSU, everybody knows who he is without putting LSU next to it or that tiger eye or anything like that. And I'm just curious about how how this could actually go about so that everybody is still happy on the back end when the checks are cashed. Well, Stefanski's bill uh, included a mechanism for the athlete to use the college's logo on his or her content. So that already exists that they can use the logo in the bill that he just got passed. So that can happen. That, that's not an issue. And that, of But course, does it not- say anything in the bill about them actually, you know, using the logo and having to confiscate the school or they can get, they can do it on their own. No, just based on the, the bill itself and the way it's written from what I read that they can use the logo without any, any compensation to the school. That was part of the bill from what I read. In the lobbying efforts of some of the universities around here, they didn't step up to that. Well, again, you know, this is this is all. This was passed by the House, passed by the Senate. Now we'll see where it goes. Who knows what kind of opposition it's going to face? Otherwise, I don't think, as I said before, I'd be surprised if the NCAA got in the way based upon what's already happened in 15 other states, and it's only going to continue to happen yeah. because everybody starts to fall in line. And then, of course, with regard to schools. I think it's along the same lines because the schools are, in fact, the membership of the NCAA. So if they see this happening as well and school A says, wait a minute, I object. I don't want to let them use my logo. Well, uh, they're going to run into problems because others are going to do that. So I think whatever happens here, it's going to be uniformity eventually. I don't think it's going to be uh, an individualistic situation. I'm just, again, just surprised that there isn't something written in that bill because there's so many, I mean, there, there are so many football fans in the, in the uh, you know, all the universities, they have lobbyists, whether they're technically not <laughs> supposed to have them or are supposed to, I don't know whether they do or they don't, but they have them. And they're all, uh, mo- most of these legislators are all big sports fans themselves, you know, bringing it to the table. So that in itself kind of caught me by surprise. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I, I I think it's an excellent idea. I just don't see any school stepping up and letting their student athletes make money without them getting a piece of it. Or then then I mean, all along they've been making money off students' uh, images and not sharing them. Other than like you said, you know, you got a scholarship, you get housing, you get food. Uh, you, you can't have a car. The boosters ain't gonna. You can't give you a car because that's right. gonna get everybody in trouble. Do you think this will actually? Um, do you think this will actually change all that stuff that the boosters can now start giving students stuff without getting uh, either one of them in trouble? And then they just go under the Im- other the thing of like, well, this student is is selling his image and he's selling it to me and I'm paying for it with a car. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that once you once you go that far, you open uh, 
the, the veritable the Pandora's box. You can't put it back in. I don't think it will go that far. One of the thought processes behind this that some people have postulated is, okay, so now that the student athlete can make some money off of his or her name, maybe, just maybe, that will perpetuate the student athlete staying in school longer because we all know what happens on the collegiate level. Mm -hmm. You know, in basketball, you've got the one-and-done rule where you can leave after one year. In football, uh, you can do it after three years. The same thing with baseball, just to name the major sports that people are most accustomed to. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we see that on a regular basis. And as a result, you know, the, the really talented student-athlete seldom if ever makes it through four years of college uh, they're gone to go pro yeah. and as a result you know the schools are losing these some people have said well the fact that you allow some profit might create a situation where they stay longer no the the talented student athlete the the most talented they're going to leave regardless as soon as they can that's not going to change uh would it affect that guy or, or woman in the gray area that that might be a on a, i don't know a, a second round pick or or yeah. you know maybe uh, maybe later than that in whether it's baseball or, or football, because the basketball drafts only two rounds. Yeah, it, it could because of the fact that they're marginal in that regard. But I think, by and large, this isn't going to change that dynamic either. I don't think it's going to change the dynamic, and I think it would encourage the student-athletes to go out there and, and push for this because it keeps their name and puts their name even bigger. You know, I mean, if they have no say-so about the image and they don't make any money from it, then their only thing to do is show up on photo day like they're told and yeah. that's just it. But if, if, I mean, if somebody who was possibly going to be a fifth round can can garner enough press and everything else, it may push them up around. I mean, no, the coaches get down to it. They're going to look at the talent, you know. But yeah. this is a – sports is an entertainment industry. And if you've got a name and a face that people are, are used to looking at, it's just like TV shows, you know. I mean, I oh, I want to see this guy because I've seen him so much in, in, the, in players, you know. I – I don't know. I'm 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 just curious to see how this is all going to play out because I can't predict as well as you. But no, I mean it's it's in the I don't want to say the infantile stage. It's already been advanced by state lawmakers, but it's it's in the formative stages and how it ends up looking. I don't know that anybody can can totally predict that. Uh, it's going to unfold like everything. It's the genesis of the, this situation, and by the time it unfolds, it's it's going to look. Uh, a lot different than maybe what some people think it will look like and maybe a lot like what we think it's going to look like. We'll mm -hmm. see. Yeah. Look, uh, bottom line is I'm, I'm for this particular measure. And as I said before, I'm not for, you know, schools compensating student athletes beyond what, what already exists. And, and I think the mainstream world would look at that and probably agree because how many of us paid tuition to go to college? Uh, I know I did. My parents uh, oh, I wonderful. dug a lot of ditches for my education. Let me right. tell you, you know. You know, and, and I think that there's that, and, and the fact that the scholarships exist for the best students—that's fantastic. The fact that they exist for for student athletes—that's great. I don't see any reason to go beyond that, in particular, if you're allowing student athletes to profit off of their images. What do you think took so long to get to this? Because I keep thinking back of that Ohio State player. I can't think of his name because I don't remember stuff like that because I'm old. But there was this guy who like signed autographs and such like that and got compensated. And, I mean, they like almost practically kicked him out of football, you know. And, I mean, I'm just wondering, what is that one of the steps, you think, that led up to this? Uh, or, or just people just went, oh, it's time for student-athletes to make some money. Oh, you're talking about Arch Schleister. Yeah. And, that, you know, uh, that's, that's going back that's quite going, a ways. It's going back a ways, yes. But Schleister, of course, he, he did a lot of things that 
a lot of things that people would remember. Uh, of course, he became uh, famous after the fact for all kinds of gambling issues, and which kind of cost him his career. But yes, he did try to rock the boat. Look, it takes somebody to do this every step of the way. Now, if you look at Major League Baseball, Kurt Flood uh, really changed the dynamic. It cost him his career. He got traded uh, by the St. Louis Cardinals to the Philadelphia Phillies in 1970. He refused to report, and he wanted uh, the opportunity to dictate his own uh, his own destination and, and be in a position to be where he wanted to be. And he was denied that opportunity. His career ended, but that led to free agency and and eventually unfettered free agency by about five or six years later. He fell on the sword uh, to create this opportunity for others. And that's always been the case throughout the course of time. Change mm-hmm. is inevitable. Sometimes it comes a lot slower uh, than some would want it to occur. But I think that's what we're seeing here. Uh, Schleister did try to create some opportunity for himself way back when. But uh, eventually, uh, this is going to lead to something that is going to be beneficial to others while it wasn't beneficial to him or, or those at that particular time. Bobby Hebert didn't fall on his sword, though. I mean, he's pretty much recognized as the guy who started free agency in in, uh, in the NFL, isn't it? Well, Bobby's situation was he wanted more money, and they they weren't. Jim Finks was hard and fast about about not uh, compensating him, and and Bobby was uh, willing to take a, a big loss by sitting out an entire season over that. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out, it was clear that the New Orleans Saints needed him and. And were much better with him than they were without him. Uh, they were went from the, you know, the promise of having a really good potential season in 1990 to going eight and eight. They did make the playoffs uh, despite being eight and eight that year. It just worked out that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, they clearly were better. Baybear came back the following year. They started seven and zero, and then he got hurt. And then he came back again. They went eleven and five. They won their division and went to the playoffs. So clearly. They were better with him. He gambled, and he proved to be right in that situation. So, look, uh, you, you've got sometimes you got to take calculated risks. We're watching what's happening with Green Bay right now with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, mandatory camp, he's not there. And uh, look, he's under contract. Uh, he's not going to play anywhere else this year. They're not going to trade him, not now. So, if he doesn't go back to the Packers, I, I think he's not playing this year. Well, so, he's got a new girlfriend. So, what the hell? Yeah, there you go. That's, that's, that's just <laughs> spend the year on a sailboat, opinion. you know. Yeah, that's my opinion. Now, whatever happens remains to be seen. But again, yes, sometimes uh, some some athletes decide that they're going to take a stand, and sometimes it it hurts them significantly, short term pain, long term gain, perhaps, and then in other situations that you know it doesn't benefit them. So each one is individual. Yeah, well, if I had his kind of money, you'd never hear from me again, anyway. Ken Trahan, <laughs> CrescentCitySports.com. Thanks for your insight, my friend. I appreciate you coming on. Always my pleasure, Spud. Thank you. Thank you. Wrapping up the Spudcast right after this. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, 
solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps, the list just keeps on growing. And it needs to keep on growing because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. All right, Ken Trahan, Crescent City Sports, thanks for joining me here. I appreciate it. Uh, not all my questions were answered, but then again, I didn't even have all my questions. And this, what the heck, you know, I'm in favor of it as long as it's not abused. Everything has the potential to be abused. Let's hope this doesn't happen for our sake and for the sake of the student-athletes and the colleges. Anyway, thanks for joining me here. Uh, you can hear this podcast on Red Circle and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Amazon Music and Public Radio and Stitcher and on Twitter at SpudGotDat and on my Facebook page is Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and The Big TZ. If you'd like to be a sponsor of the SpudCast or have this podcast emailed directly to you or if you want to be a guest or you have a good subject matter to talk about, Contact me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, see you tomorrow. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.